Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, February the 24th. We are here in the studio yet again. I am by myself, guys. Today it is just you and I. The last couple of weeks we have been rolling. I believe it was, yeah, tic-tac-toe, three in a row. We've had three guests the past three weeks, so I am happy to be here just with you and I to get some much-needed venting, if you will, out, and hopefully it will be beneficial to each of you. I have some things I want to get off my chest and just talk about in terms of my grief, my experience, and just where I am with that. I want to encourage you, if you have not, to go back and listen to last week's episode. It was one that I have received great feedback with and about with my two brothers, my older brother, my younger brother joined me in the studio last week to talk about honor, if you will, and discuss the life and loss of my dad who February 14th made one year since he had passed away. I do want to encourage you to go check that episode out. You can download it or the new thing, you can check it out on YouTube. So go to YouTube, type in the search, Jay Nicole to grief fully, and it should be there. Or you can go to my Instagram profile, click the link in my bio, and it will take you to our YouTube channel. Guys, I am trying to get my subscribers up. I want to get as much of this content out in front of as as many people as I possibly can. So I can't do that without your help. So I definitely want to invite you to go and follow us there on YouTube. So we're going to get into this, but I just want to talk about this part before we get into the actual meat of this episode. I was thinking about it. And on the way here, actually, and I thought, you know what, maybe some people can vibe with this and just a few little small things that I guess to an extent are grief triggers. And for me, it I'm not embarrassed to say this. Let me. okay, you guys are my people, so I can be open with you. Whenever I hear slow songs like like good old school R&B, for some reason, I get sad about my loved ones. Now, I wasn't in love romantically with my family members, but for some reason, like, I don't know if it's just the melody, the vibe, but like even the words to some extent. So although it wasn't in a romantic form, it just triggers me to feel sad. So a lot of times I try to, lately I've tried to push my way through it, but it's almost instantly that it can just completely change and just alter my vibe, although it has nothing directly to do with one another but I just definitely found myself feeling a type of way getting into my feelings if you will I do try to sing a little bit but it's definitely become a little bit hurtful and something that I noticed so just wanted to share that if there's anyone out there I would love to hear from you hit me up let me know that I'm not by myself when it comes to that experience I just want to talk about that as far as it being a grief trigger also when I woke up this morning I was having a difficult time because In my dream last night, my grandmother was in my dream. I've had some folks say that they've actually never had someone in their dream. And I I almost said visit, but I'm not 100% sure on, if I'm being honest, how I feel about that interpretation. Or do I think it's just essentially like dreaming about anything else that come in your dreams? I don't know if it's particularly a visit 
if you will, from my loved ones. But when I woke up from my dream, in the morning I was kind of crying and I felt myself emotional, but I remember that in my dream, my grandmother was sick and she was dying. And I always have this, whenever she's in my dream, it's like it's good and then she gets sick or she's dying and she's telling me she has to leave and I get really emotional. So I wanted to share that because I'm sure there's someone out there that might have a similar thing going on if you have had your loved ones in your dreams where you might feel a type of way. But for me, it's been hard because I feel like it's making me relive the experience, if you will. So this morning when I woke up and I still felt myself in that sad emotion where I almost felt myself crying, I'm like, hey, that's kind of alarming. I'm sure there's someone out there that probably feels the same way. And I'm going to be honest with you, it got me feeling a little angry. I felt a little disappointed, frustrated, which then led to me posting on Instagram that some dreams I never want to wake up from. And I had to follow it up by saying not that I actually want to die, but it's just like that time that I've been able to spend with them. And although in those particular dreams, it doesn't end well, it becomes bittersweet because I don't want to wake up and part ways, but then I wake up and I'm like, oh man, like she's actually not here or he's actually not here. So if you have those experiences, I want you to know you are not by yourself. You are not alone. And we do have that in common. So I just want to carry on with the theme that we've been doing when I have been by myself. We've been integrating the journal, the Grief Bully Journal. If you're not familiar, it is a guided journal that I've published recently back in December as over 50 writing prompts and questions, just kind of helping us get more comfortable and familiar with our grief experience and just some of the things within it that might have disturbed us or frustrated us or even actually made us happy or, or even positive things as well. So what I've been doing lately is I have been asking myself the question, some of the questions from within the journal and answering them here. If you do have the journal, you can just definitely go check that out if you have not gone to those questions that I will talk about. And if you don't have the journal, you can go to janenicolejones.com and get your copy of it there. So I do want to get into this if you will bear with me here. So I am opening up to page 87. And actually, there's a, a quote here or a statement, if you will, that says the strength is in there. So if someone out there needed to hear that, I want to remind you that the strength that you need for this course and journey is absolutely within yourself. You just have to tap into it. I don't I'm not sure why I can't just go straight to something without all of this extra. I just talk so much and I love communicating with you guys. I guess that's the reason. So we're on page 87. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling chill. I just want to get into this subject with you guys here. So the question is, what's your biggest fear surrounding your grief? So again, the question is, what's your biggest fear surrounding your grief? I flipped through the book a little bit prior to the episode and just was like, hey, you know what? I just want to see what actually speaks to me, right? Because even with my social media, anything that I do, I am operating from a genuine place. I'm operating from how I feel in that moment. I like to rock out that way. So this question popped out to me and I was like, what fear do I have? What is the biggest fear I have surrounding my grief? Because I don't actually find myself very fearful in my grief. And I think the reason with that is because I've learned to trust myself with my emotions. 
And partly, a lot of it, I have grown by being here on a podcast, on a grief bully, and continuously weekly, 28 weeks in a row, talking about my grief. So maybe I've grown to feel more comfortable. But through my grief therapy, I've learned to trust myself with my emotions, meaning I don't get too scared when I'm starting to feel sad, when I'm starting to feel down and out, because I've proven to myself and I've learned that I will be okay. It might be another day, might be a few days, might be an hour, or it might just be a mere moment, but eventually I will return to my strongest self, my best self, because I've proven that and I believe that. So I didn't find so much fear in my present grief. But what stuck out to me the most is this, and this, this definitely might be something that you all can agree with, is I fear it happening again which seems odd or could seem odd because I know that it's going to happen again. But what I don't know is how it will affect me because each loss that I've experienced have all affected me in many different ways. So while I handle my friend's death one way, my grandmother's death was one way, my dad's death was another way, I don't know how it would be if I lose someone else in my life. So I fear that I, once I've healed if you will, that it will just happen again. And I will just essentially fall apart again. All of the work, everything that I've worked so hard over the X amount of years has now gone down the drain. And I felt that this is very important to talk about because someone has said that to me before, do you think you can heal from grief? And I said, no, I don't think you fully, let me, let me backtrack with that. It's not that I don't think that you can heal from some areas and aspects of the grief, but I don't think that you'll fully get over it. But my thing is that although I'm not over these losses and over the experience, I will have started to feel better and to grow in that aspect. And then boom, here comes another death. Here comes another loss. And I just know, and I have to sit here for a minute, I know what that experience is like. I know what that feels like for your entire world in one second to just fall completely apart into shambles before your eyes. And there's absolutely nothing you can do. And the grit, the grind, the persistence, the prayer, the tears, the fight, the hustle, the mental toughness that it will take for you to pick yourself up out of that hole, out of the depths of grief and get back to livelihood, to functioning, to smiling, to eating, to being happy, it takes so much. So when that question is asking, what is the biggest fear surrounding my grief? For me, it would have to be it happening again. Not to mention the unexpectedness of that experience because you don't know who you're going to lose, when you're going to lose them, how you're going to lose them. Because that's the other thing too, is how you lose people, right? I personally haven't had anyone actually murdered or something to that extent, right? It's been overdose on drugs. It's been illnesses that have ended in hospitals. So you just don't know. So I think for me, that would have to be the answer to that question is that I don't know when it's going to happen again. And to be quite honest, I'm sure you can agree with this. I do not feel like going through that again. So although I can trust myself with my emotions, I've learned the tools. I have the resources. I have the knowledge. I have the support system. I have the therapist. I have all of that to help me feel safe. Not to say I'm prepared, if you will, but I do know that eventually it can get better. 
based on the experiences that I've already experienced. But I don't know how that could be provided I lose someone else in my life and the way in which I lose them. And that's just a little bit fearful. I've learned as recently, you can't worship and worry. So I've been really working to alleviate myself from that and from feeling overwhelmed. And if I could just go a little bit deeper, the question doesn't ask this directly as far as what's my biggest fear surrounding my grief, but something that I have become afraid of, and it's not with my grief, it could be also what my grief has triggered me to fear, which is not in the experience, but my own death. And I've actually been struggling, because I'm not going to say suffering, because I'm not going to claim that, with death anxiety, with the loss of my own life, to the point where I haven't been on airplanes. I haven't, there's just, I don't immerse myself that much in large crowds. I don't go out to like clubs and, you know, I don't want Tanya and my wife to do certain things. Like I just have, like I'm telling you, she was away for 15 days in Asia and the anxiety that I had surrounding her potential death was unreal. Not to mention when she was on an airplane is when Kobe Bryant's helicopter fell from the sky. So for someone in my position that has had this repercussion, if you will, from my the losses in my life, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I was tracking her flight on my phone, on the app, watching the little plane move from Newark to Tokyo. And I've really thought, like, if that just, would, would it just not be on the screen anymore? Like, this is the things. And usually when I'm bugging out like this, she's there so I can talk to her about it. But I could not talk to anyone. I was like, oh, man, this is, this is nuts. So I was talking to my cousin. I'm like, oh, man, I'm bugging out, feeling a type of way. I don't know. Like, Tanya's plane is still in the air. So those are some of the things that are real. So I don't know if you've experienced that where you become hypersensitive to your own death just because of, of losing people. And I think... My therapist and I are still doing some work with that, but I know a lot of it is rooted in the particular deaths because for my grandmother, in my mind, she was invincible. So I just know, of course, common sense, you know that everyone has to pass away at some point, but I'm not ashamed to say it. I just felt like she just like wouldn't or it would be so long from now. I remember her 75th birthday, I ordered a cake from a bakery, I won't say the name, and I had her face put on there, her, her prom picture. I thought it was going to be so funny and just an awesome experience. And when I went to pick up the cake, the picture wasn't on there. When I'm telling you, like, that's my baby. So when I looked at that cake and I was, like, disappointed, I went off. Like, a lot of choice words were just said, and I'm not proud of it. But i never forget what the lady said to me in there. She said, there's always 80. She said, there's always 80. Now, that was her 75th birthday. There's always 80. She passed away at 78. So, again, I had that thought. She was invincible. That death happened. So it reassured me, like, hey, listen, like, no one's safe. Like, we're all going. And it's going to happen, including you, meaning myself. So I just become really sensitive to that. I am breaking free of it. So I say all that to say that if you are struggling in certain areas, you do not have to stay stuck there. That is the whole concept. And the root of the Grief Bully, the Grief Bully podcast, the mission and movement is that we are going to fight this thing together. We will not allow our grief and anything that has come from our grief experiences to hold us down is not going to happen. So I want you to claim that with me. If you're in your car, say, I am stronger than my grief. 
I am determined to not let my grief win. And together, we are going to bully this thing. You got to believe it. You really have to. I was listening to a podcast today as well, and I'm kind of all over, but this is important as well. Just talking about that, I'm sure it's a quote that a lot of you have heard is that pain is inevitable. The happening is going to happen, but the healing is on you. The suffering is an option. So when it comes to what's, what's fearful around my grief, I already explained what that was as far as not knowing what was going to happen. I've had repercussions that I've, I'm dealing with currently, death, anxiety, and continue to pray for me if you know the Lord. And yeah, I was th- feel like I was in church. I'm like, what else are you going to say? I already read from my journal like it's a scripture. But yeah, so that's pretty much what we talked about today. And I hope that it's helpful for you. Some of these questions in the journal really, I'm telling you, every time I look at them, I bring up an answer that I wasn't actually expecting to have. But hopefully it's been helpful for you. I have enjoyed being here with you on the show today. So I am going to jump into our In Love and Memory segment, which is a part of our show that is very, very important to us. We want to humanize and extend our love and condolences to the families of those that have been, excuse me, that have transitioned and gone on. So this week, our In Love and Memory goes out to Elsie Ursel McGill-Holly, and that's from her granddaughter, Mo, reached out. We had a conversation, and we wanted to just put her name out there to extend our love. I, too, have lost my grandmother, so I do know how that feels. So again, rest in peace, and we do send our love and our sympathy out to you. And we're going to now continue to move on, as you know, to our inspirational boost, which I did not say last week, so I do apologize for that. It is sponsored by our sponsors, Adina J Designs. They make, create, and inspire us through decorated apparel. It's custom tumblers, wood signs. They're doing a lot over there. Definitely go check them out at Adina J Designs on Instagram is where they spend the most of their time. A-D-E-N-A-J-A-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. So we like to leave you with a quote. So this quote for this week is, Grief is the last act of love. We have to give to those we loved. Where there is deep grief, there was great love. Now, for real, for real, can I get an amen? Because that is real. I always say that. I love hard. I grieve harder. I have a quote as well. I, I wish grieving you came as easily as loving you did. I wish how much I loved you kept you here. So you got two for one. You got two quotes I'm not trying to outquote this person, but it just flowed that way. Definitely can relate to that, and I'm sure that you can as well. Guys, before we get out of here, I definitely want to encourage you again. Go back out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're definitely trying to build our following there. I want you to go to jnicolejones.com if you want to get a copy of the Grief Bully Journal. And what I really, really want you to do is to follow me on Instagram. I'm your host, Jay Nicole. I love hanging out there. Follow me at I underscore AM underscore Jay Nicole. Till next time, guys, you already know. Love and light. Peace. <laughs>